0: TA is the most cross-functional department there is out there, right? Like not only in that we work for hiring all the other for all the other departments, you have to understand all the other departments. And then like any role, it's about relationship building. What is that balance of keeping people like productive, but still like happy and connected to the company? Recruiting, I think there's been realization and a general trend around TA is an important seat at the table and that's recognized. Like it's not a support function, it is one of like the key and arguably like most important functions for your company. The problem you're currently having is probably not unique to you. Having a really good network in this industry is key.
1: Hello Sam, how are you?
0: Hello, doing well. How are you doing?
1: Good, good. Well, first of all, congratulations on a semi new role. Um, I guess that could be a really good place to to jump in. Um, it'd be really great to get an overview of you know, your role um, and a bit about the company you're currently working at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we're going on almost four months now, which is crazy. It absolutely flew by, Uh, but yeah. So, OneSignal is a leading customer engagement platform. Uh, Specifically, we're an omni-channel solution, which basically means we allow companies to, you know, send personalized messages, set up um, like customized customer journeys, and we do that all through a bunch of different avenues. So, we do that through. Uh, through specifically push notifications, both mobile uh, and web, through in-app messages, through SMS, and through email, so just really allowing um, businesses to engage with their customers and retain them. So right now, what, one in seven apps launches using OneSignal right now, which is kind of crazy when you think about that. So raised by over a million, over a million companies right now to send over 10 billion messages a day, which is huge. Like that's good scale for anyone, but especially considering we are. I think we just hit 140 people. So pretty impressive given that. And yeah, I was just really excited to join that small and impressive team. And we just raised our Series C. So it's exciting times over here. Uh Actually, so funnily enough, I had an offer from them three years ago, uh, but I was actually just coming off of my own startup at the time and wasn't sure if it was necessarily the right choice for me at the time to jump into another small startup. Uh, I wound up deciding that it was time for me to go to a larger company at that time and i felt awful because i thought this company was really going places and i really loved the people and they reached out three years later and here i am uh honestly i think i'm more useful to them now given that <laughs> uh just having seen a company through ipo having that additional experience under my belt really allows puts me in a better position to help get them to that next stage so i think i think it's a win-win um but yeah also really good reminder that sometimes a no from a candidate is not a not not a no it's just a not right now so always check in with your candidates because things in their life might change and yeah it could be the right fit later on so always contact <laughs> always contact yeah. your candidates you get away definitely yeah. worth
1: it it's came full circle um that's really cool and you know, you're know, you in the head of talent role. um talk to me a little bit about you know the responsibilities of that role and I guess what really excited you when taking on a position was it you know you're coming in they're raising funding and you're here to scale from x to y or what was the big sell and the thing that really excited you coming into that role
0: yeah um it's both the it's honestly probably coming into any leadership role a little too you're both coming in to be like the pit crew to like simultaneously keep it running at full speed and help them go faster but also rebuild the foundation as they're doing that. So, in particular, from talking to this team, like I knew the passion, the energy was there. Uh, they were thinking about things correctly. It was just a matter of having the right person in the role to help them to help them get there, um, and what that was going to look like. And that's the most exciting thing to me, right? Like I want to be rebuilding that foundation while still going a million miles an hour. Uh, so to be able to come do that with a team that you're really excited about, that was a that was a really unique opportunity.
1: Cool. And I know there's a, you know a lot of people that are listening or watching that you know have aspirations to be ahead of talent or maybe even starting uh, ahead of talent well shortly how are you thinking about you know when you join and when you join one signal um, you know there's, there's probably so much to do the company's going at a million miles an hour as you said. how do you make sure you really set yourself up for success and you look at you know the business from kind of that blank slate what, what was your process how did you go about doing that?
0: Yeah. Uh, step one, be a sponge. Like, number one, ask as many questions as possible. Soak in all the answers before you, before you start cleaning things up. Which, for me, as an action-biased person who typically that doer, that fixer, that's the hardest part. <laughs> I have to tell myself, like, slow down, listen, evaluate from there. Uh, so step one was set up a million one-on-ones. <laughs> like, first with my team, find out their pain points, find out what's working well, um, what they want to keep doing, start doing, stop doing. Uh, also meeting with with managers, with leadership level execs, directors, ICs, uh, everyone. <laughs> find out from each person's perspective, like, what's working really well and what are the areas for opportunity and how can recruiting better partner with them. And a lot of that's kind of, you've probably heard, like, Toyota's five whys. Like, you know, go down the list, like, think deeper. But you also want to think broader and plan ahead. Like, find out what those pain points are and, like, how to how you're going to tackle those and you're going to wind up with an insanely long list. (laughs) Um, And then it's about ruthlessly prioritizing that. And of course pairing what you're hearing from other people with like you're obviously what you've seen in the space (laughs) with the data that's available there and general best practices. Um, For me, I like personally setting up a prioritization matrix um of what those are so if you see one of those it's like uh like urgent and important things uh it's like urgent and not important where the idea that you know important is value creation you are you're adding value in a certain area whether that's um creating efficiency or improving a process it's driving revenue um providing a better experience something like that and urgent is you know it's time bound (laughs) it needs to be done in a specific time frame whether that's a Uh, like compliance a regulatory thing or like it poses a risk if you don't get it done and then it's going about okay how do you kind of how do you categorize those things so kind of in general you'll see a lot in you know in talent we want to prioritize you know how do we deliver an incredible candidate experience how do we deliver an amazing hiring manager partnership and set up that incredible relationship and then you can kind of track Great. So this whole list of things, how do I fit it into those categories and what needs to be done now versus what's a little more scaling for the future and kind of break it down into manageable chunks. Uh, so I wound up with this, this huge list on day one um, and kind of started piecing it into those different quadrants of what that would look like for me. Uh, and so what even one of those things in like urgent and important becomes, you still need to fill all your roles that quarter. Like those aren't stopping. You still have hiring targets. <laughs> um, looking at our metrics, like we need to decrease time to fill. I want to increase offer accept. So what are the things I need to do in order to accomplish those? Great. Like that's the highest priority. And then piecemealing everything else. Like what are the nice to have or where we want to be in six months from now? and what's going to involve other departments as well. Uh, And then actually one of the biggest things I did too was set up, um, was like audit and go through all of our tech tools.
1: Talentful provides flexible recruiting solutions to the world's most ambitious companies. Are you thinking about ways to add flexibility to your talent function? With recent market volatility and hiring set to return to growth mode in the near future, there's never been a better time to choose the right partner to help you scale. Talentful's embedded sourcing, recruiting, coordination and talent advisory services have been trusted by the world's leading brands. Companies such as Atlassian, Microsoft, Expedia, Pinterest, Waymo and more. Whether you're hiring across engineering, go-to-market or G&A, Talentful has got you covered. To find out how Talentful can help you, visit talentful.com. and how do you you know when you're going in and you're looking at all these different areas having these conversations and coming up with you know this is urgent this is time bound um, do you have the autonomy to kind of decide that or do you want to decide that on your own or do you use kind of your manager or other people in the business to kind of run that by and confirm that list, um, and, and get the agreement on the priorities. How do you go about doing that across the business?
0: Yep. Um, so I already put together kind of, cause I've already spoken to people to kind of understand what their priorities, right? So I'll have that in mind while I'm making that matrix and saying what's most important and so forth. But yeah, I definitely, and one of the reasons I love this company is like one of the values is empowerment and um, intelligent risk taking. So this is definitely a, you know, paid off as much as you can choose sort of role, which is what I love about it. Uh, So there is a degree of, you know, they hire you for your expertise in that area. So I'm definitely going through and mapping out, hey, these are the priorities. Um, And then talking to, you know, talking to my boss and talking to other leadership, like, do we agree? Like, are these the right priorities? Is this what you had in mind as well? And, you know, more often not, they're like, oh, yeah, like, that sounds great. Or, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, that that should be on the timeline. Uh, or I'm also thinking about you're we switching to another uh, HRS at the time. So how are the changes I'm going to make going to play into that timing wise? Or I obviously don't want to roll out a big thing if that's going to be the same week as our like company onsite or something. You always want to think about it with an all company lens. How is that going to affect the other pieces of it?
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds like really complex almost to manage for one person and you know uh, all these dependencies and you know things that could and, and could go wrong do you have a kind of centralized place or a method of managing all that and visualizing it um you mentioned you build this matrix but do you do that just like you know um on your own in your own kind of sheet somewhere or do you do you use something
0: yeah um honestly for that that's in like Google Drive like presentation, it's literally one of the slides in there. I just have the matrix and I refer to that. And then for me personally, I'm a compulsive note taker. Uh, I love the feeling of you know crossing something off on my to do list. Uh, I just have Apple Notes on the side of my you know inside my computer to do that. Um, but the biggest piece is also um, I'm actually a huge Gem proponent. Uh, so being able to set up like dashboards and things in there, so I can regularly track like how the team doing, how am I doing towards our more uh, quantitative goals, which is really helpful too. Yeah
1: um what you know from going through this process um at one signal what are the, um, some of the most exciting things that you've uncovered as as you know projects to get started with um in your first couple of months
0: yeah oh there's been a lot um <laughs> yeah you know, so a lot of them were from talking to people and figuring out yeah like what the pain points were so some of them And some of the easier ones to actually do quickly that I thought were gonna have a big impact are tools related. Um, So things like, um, I noticed the team was manually writing in spreadsheets, (laughs) um, like who the candidates were and the stage they were at and things like that. Or exec team was reaching out for updates on candidates and didn't necessarily have like the right up um, up to date information on our metrics or time to hire and things like that. So realizing, oh, in this case, this is actually something like we already have a tool for this. It's just not being fully utilized for that. So making sure like building out dashboards in gem was one of the first things I did to make sure that, you know, we all had access to that. The leaders had access to it. The recruiters knew what was going on and could track their own metrics, um, that they had that, um, one of the biggest things to do, sitting down with my team. Like the first question I want to ask everyone is, do you know what success in your role looks like? Uh, because my definition of what success in their role looks like might not be the expectations they had previously, and you want to make sure you know you're on the same page, and they know what they're being evaluated against. So, rolling out that like an actual you know document that sits in our drive and in our internal um, in our internal system of what are those tools for success and what are those expectations look like. So it's written, people can refer to it. We're all on the same page. So even rolling out. Little things like that to make sure that you're aligned to begin with before you jump into the bigger things with huge. Um, and then there's bigger things like our ATS right now, I'm transferring our ATS, Um, so figuring out, yeah, what were those gaps that we were missing from our current one? And in this case, we weren't fully utilizing its capabilities. And if I was going to go in and build out a bunch of things from scratch in our current one and it didn't do some of the longer term things we were looking for like being able to have different interview plans for different roles and being able to have different triggers for stages then i might as well switch now if i need to build out the other things from scratch anyway and this one will help us scale in the long run so kind of seeing what makes sense to do now versus versus later
1: yeah and you know going from uh changing ats's um what was the process was that just you know? going to a vendor that you used previously? Did you look at a bunch of different vendors? What was your process of elimination and and picking that?
0: Yeah, in this case, I did go to one I've, I've used previously and kind of its reputation as being like best in class. I know there's a couple you know new incumbents lately, which I'm actually pretty excited about, but it's a little harder to go with a, a newer option if you don't have all the integrations, because that's a huge part too. If you're going with one that's been around for a while, you know it's going to have the integrations you need, whether that's working with your scheduling tool, your HRIS system, your um, gem, other things like that. I want to make sure that I could accommodate all of that. Um, so luckily I knew which one we want to go with pretty quickly. And then it becomes a lot of the timing, right? Because switching an ATS is actually, it's not just a like time cost for me, but for the, for the company, right? You need to now onboard everyone to a new tool. So you have to plan out what that training is going to look like, what that timeline, when you're officially like exactly your go date (laughs) and make sure it's all done by then and smooth. It still involves like design and engineering. You also need the careers page up and everything. So you realize it's a, it's a really large undertaking that actually involves a lot of people and training up your recruiting team ahead of time. So just making sure that, you know, I'm planning, I'm planning accordingly for that and everyone knows what the time expectation and commitment is from them as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you just talked about how you go about evaluating and, you know, I'm sure everyone, uh, senior in the organization can't wait to get all this stuff done. But I can imagine, and, and I, you hear quite a lot, that you have to get, you know, there's some resistance maybe. People don't like change in the teams that you're working mm-hmm. in potentially. I'm not saying your team particularly, but maybe you have to plan, um, you know, for this. What have you found the best way of you know, coming into a new team um, you know, that was existing in um, getting you know those people on board and bought in and excited about the future plans um, yeah yep. I think that's a challenge that a lot of people face
0: yeah uh, honestly part of the asking a lot of questions up front I think that helps a lot with that because you've now tapped into what's important to them as well and I'm thoughtful in making sure that I'm aligning our goals and addressing like those most pressing things that they brought up in those first conversations because everyone's already going to have their kind of preconceived notions of this is what's important in the role. This is what I'm really hoping you do first. Um, so making sure that you're aligning that and can come back to that and can show them like how you're going to accomplish that, whether that's, you know, the first thing on the list or the fifth, but that's providing a context around, okay, well, this is why those first four things like need to be done more urgently or why they're going to help me achieve that fifth one. Um, so it's mindful of, yeah, explaining what needs to get done now while also thinking about how am I going to optimize these things here and how am I going to build for longer scale with these things? But you need to get like, you know, the MVP out the door first, even if my long term goal, like one of them is we need to do better. We need to do better branding as a company and things like that. That's still like a longer term one where there's a lot of micro kind of steps that are going <laughs> to going to come first and kind of help lead to that. Um so I think that's a big one, just, yeah, asking questions, making sure it's aligned, um, providing context is a huge one. So context around like my decisions and explaining the explaining the why, um, making sure they know also my kind of decision-making framework, that they know there's no ego behind when it, anything I'm doing. Like I'm always looking at things from an all-company lens. So I think also aligning, because they're also getting to know you as a person and what your work looks like. So that's part of it. Um, and then like any role, it's about relationship building. So it's both, uh, I found that typically like having those difficult conversations up front and like giving people direct feedback to you, uh, those both help build more trust actually. Um, and also means they're more likely to you know give you direct feedback as well. Uh, so those are things I, I make a point of doing and also of asking for direct feedback. And I think that really helps helps build that relationship and that helps build that trust uh, and importantly, you know, delivering from the get-go, I, I think that's huge because also on the other hand, you know, actions speak louder than words. So making sure that you do deliver upfront and immediately prove that impact. So I make a point of, you know, coming in, immediately making improvements at the same time while I'm simultaneously working on, like, the larger, longer-term projects.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you yeah, you mentioned earlier that, you know, there's a a lot of project work that needs to be done around how we you know, make improvements and how you make improvements at one signal but then there's the kind of execution of we've got hires to make right? <laughs> hand uh, um yep. how do you how do you balance that um you know the the need to you know, meet the demands of the business in terms of growth and hiring um, and then also the team getting involved in project work do you have kind of a formula that you use or some kind of way you rationalize that
0: yeah um hmm. Step one, the priority is always like always a hires so in terms of the, in terms of the teamwork, like that's number one that comes most importantly. If they have time and interest in project work, like, especially for, you know, senior level recruiters and beyond, like they also really want to get involved. or <laughs> really want to get involved in project work. I'd love to involve them in it. And then it's simply a matter of, hey, as long as, you know, hires are getting done and so forth, then great, then there's time for project work. And honestly, just coming into this role and that's already kind of changing up some things haven't, um, actually haven't yet involved them in project work. That'll be coming, uh, this quarter. Actually, the first quarter was strictly, okay, let's redo a few things. Make sure we're getting all of our hires. We're all comfortable tracking metrics. We all understand what the expectations are. Great. We hit our goals for the quarter and then going into Q4, like making that list as a team, um, we actually went through a, a project where we all sat down and we went through what our team like mission, vision, and value should be. Cause now that also helps align everything we do as a team to what those are that kind of becomes like our north star and it constantly comes back to okay what's important are the things we're doing and decisions we're making are they all kind of in service of our mission and values great it becomes kind of that helpful framework uh so yeah we've been focused been focused on that and yeah, moving into this quarter there will definitely be more projects around you know Rolling out candidate, um, rolling out candidate one-pagers, making sure that candidates have a nice, you know, prep packet going into their onsite of exactly what's expected. There's a lot of our teams particularly very passionate about candidate experience, and there's a lot of kind of bite-sized projects we can do there. So it's a matter of kind of meeting with them, deciding what those are and what the interest level is, and then how do I make sure, yeah, there are little like bite-sized projects for each person that can be completed in a certain time frame. But I think it's important too. You don't want to give someone a a huge project that's going to like drag on or expect them to manage what those milestones look like, but making sure that I can help them with that and set out, hey, the expectation is this should take however many, you know, days or weeks we think this is definable in this time. And it can be the MVP. It doesn't have to be, you know, the perfect, beautiful version. It can be the minimum viable product that we think this is a great step. Okay, the next step two weeks from then is great. Let's get to this stage. So just really helping that along. And I think it's really useful too, because then you're learning valuable like project management skills absolutely yeah
1: and and so once you've done all this and, and I think sometimes you know talent leaders especially you, know, you can get your head down and do all this work and add a lot of value um, but the business doesn't necessarily see it because it's just your know, hires are being made and they're like oh they're just magically coming into the business and this is all working really well right and how do you go about you know showing the success of your team and I guess your own work um, against those objectives to your leadership like what's the process you use that
0: Yeah, um, constant transparency, (laughs) Uh, both in, like, both in the one-on-ones with with my boss, but also in, um, like, we have company all-hands and things like that, where we track OKRs. Like, there's certain OKRs I'm responsible for. Um, Like, this quarter, it's, you know, get greenhouse up and running and make sure we deliver all of our hires. There's a little more kind of the company-facing end goal ones. And then on the back end, sort of all the little things that go into that, that I'm, you know, are listed out kind of in the matrix and I make sure, well, when I say the matrix, it sounds like something different in my prioritization (laughs) matrix, um, kind of going through, like, these are all the steps behind the scenes and making sure they understand what goes, what goes into that and like whose involvement is involved and yeah, I mean, luckily have been, have been really lucky. They seem really on board. They seem really appreciative. They understand the work that, the work that goes into it. And so far I've been really, really happy with the end result. I'm also really lucky. I have a great team. Um, so I feel really, really fortunate.
1: Awesome. And I guess, you know, you're in this role now, you come from a, a bigger organization where you had a bigger team around you, uh, and, and now you're kind of ahead of town, um, leading you know, the function. Um, where do you turn to for, I guess, like development, um, uh, learning inspiration, um, you know, even going through this process now, you know, joining this camp new company, uh. Uh, how, how have you drawn inspiration where have you drawn from
0: yeah uh lots of audiobooks yeah. <laughs> um but actually um no so right now i'm listening to like atomic habits and there's actually a great line and i'm probably gonna butcher it but like something to the effect of like, we don't rise to the level of our goal we fall to the level of our systems which like is a great reminder i think that comes back to a few of the questions you asked and it's very much about your like decision-making like framework and how you set things up because that's going to be the most like sustainable and repeatable and if we only focus on the goal um then that's a little harder to constantly like, replicate or if you don't happen to meet the goal that time uh so i yeah i listen listen to a lot of audiobooks uh i try to actually read some tree books too but there's not always time audiobooks are a lot easier if i'm in the car or like doing tasks around the house uh, honestly, reading a lot of articles on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's kind of stepped up its game like, in terms of the like material and content that tends to be on there a lot, uh, and just having an extended network. They tend to post really interesting things, uh, and honestly, just my network reaching out to people regularly. I think having a having a really good network in this industry is key. Like it's a pretty or pretty small industry, all in actually. Uh, so even like one of the tools I just signed up for was I was talking to a friend in the industry. And of course it you know turns to shop talk and I was like, Hey, I really want to find something that solves for uh, interviewer load balancing and also automates how to do like interviewer training. Like it would automate the tracking of interviewer shadowing and reverse shadowing. Like the tool's got to be out there, right? Before I do research on my own, like, have you heard of one? It's like, Oh yeah, go check out this one. Like, Oh, that was much easier. <laughs> so just, yeah. Relying on talk to people in your network. Chances are you know, they've come across the same problems. Um, that, you know, the problem you're currently having is probably not unique to you. They've probably been there and definitely like try and crowdsource the answers. Uh, they're probably out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you've been, you've worked at several different tech companies now, you know, for, for a good amount of time. You've seen lots of trends, you've seen lots of different market dynamics. What do you think the the trends are going to be in kind of recruiting for high growth, you know, businesses? Um, and are, are you thinking about, maybe doing anything innovative in the team or anything that um yeah i'm just interested in your thought process because you've worked at some great companies and um i think you're always on the kind of forefront of what's happening in in kind of tech recruiting so yeah how do you think about that
0: yeah um i think it's a huge focus on on remote work which hugely supportive of um i think that's incredible push in right direction i think it's going to be a matter of Balancing what that looks like for also employee happiness, like talking to a number of friends at different companies. Does that look like a, you know, all company wide event twice a year? Does that look like uh, still team events every quarter? So you still have that camaraderie um, and that level of discourse. Is that putting, you know, Zoom virtual lunches on the calendar? Like once a week, I don't think we've, you know, I don't think we've solved it yet <laughs> or we found the exact solution. I think we you know generally come to agreement of, people can still be really successful and high performers working remotely. Um, But within that, like, what are the nuances? What is that balance of keeping people like productive, but still like happy and connected to the company? To what degree do you need to be on site, Or do you just need those kind of, um, you know, relaxed virtual meetings that kind of solve for that water cooler talk that you miss. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that shapes out. Like I talked to some companies that are doing, um, having certain departments come into the office on certain days. Because right, if everyone's not in the office, that defeats the point of you coming in. Because you're probably coming in just for the camaraderie and the brainstorming and the social aspect and less the actual productive. You're actually, if anything, from an actual output perspective, probably going to be less productive that day. But it's more the overall um, connection to the company and other aspects that you're getting out of it. So what does that look like? Or do you mandate that certain, certain roles need to be in the office, particularly like, sales teams really thrive off of, like, camaraderie and that, especially more junior, like, BDR and SDR roles. Like, are they more productive when they're in the office and they're together and you have that energy playing off of one another in the sales call? So I think we're going to see interesting trends and in what that what that looks like for different departments and kind of different roles over time, like how remote affects that. Um, I think we've seen definitely a shift from the, like, the culture interview um, to focus more on, like values interviews and how you tie that back to the company values. It's actually one thing like we're focused on right now as a company too. How do we make sure it's not a like culture interview per se, but we're really we really want to make sure these people embody our values. Like that's that's the goal that your candidates are going to, yeah, value the same things. Um, so focusing on that, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of really incredible tools, which is amazing. I think we've come a really long way from. God, I used to have you know post-it notes up on a on a whiteboard of the candidates like moving through the process before like Trello or Gem or anything was around, and used to use bullhorn was my ATS <laughs> and like regular spreadsheets for things. So I think we're seeing really amazing developments in terms of in terms of tools right now, and just I don't think just a general shift over time from when I started of you know recruiting was a support function. That's that's what it was uh, into now like recruiting i think there's been realization and a general trend around ta is an important seat at the table and that's recognized like it's not a support function it is one of like the key and arguably like most important functions for your company uh so i think just yeah continuing to see that trajectory has been really wonderful and i think that will only increase in coming years
1: yeah will be as important as the ceo soon recruiting it's going to be take over (laughs)
0: <laughs> pretty, pretty much you, got, you gotta hire and retain the right people like what I think is so interesting is that TA is the most cross-functional department there is out there right like not only in that we work for hiring all the other com for all the other departments you have to understand all the other departments but then even when it comes to like you know working with finance and comp because you want to make sure that your comp bands are in line and that internal parity is there to working with operations to figure out like where you're where you're hiring to working with marketing on branding uh to like working really closely um with like different parts of hr on what is the um what do growth frameworks look like for people and on- side the company because you want to make sure you're selling that correctly to candidates and that you're finding the right candidate for the role based on what their objectives are and what their career growth could look like at the company. So it's, it is fully all encompassing. So I think it's, yeah, getting the, getting the credit it deserves given that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that it's going to start becoming, I think, a much more desirable career path for people at a much earlier stage. Um, yeah. You know, you don't really. I still have never really met anyone who, like, dreamt of being a recruiter or tried to be a recruiter. They just kind of fell into it. But I think over the next five to 10 years, you're going to be interviewing recruiters who actually proactively tried to be recruits or studied to be recruiters. And that's going to be an interesting shift. Um, Yeah. So.
0: No, I agree. Everyone I know has the uh, I fell into it <laughs> story, <Yeah>. myself included. <laughs> and it will be interesting to, yeah, see that narrative.
1: Yeah. I, I mean,. That's uh, that's going to be really fun, and I think um, it's just a testament to how important what we do is. Um, so, Sam, really um, great speaking to you, and uh, maybe we'll check in in a year and see uh, see how it's been going. One signal, but um, great to chat Sounds and um, speak soon.